Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, sir, my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, slightly blustery, uh, somewhat cloudy with Little Blue Bits afternoon, and welcome to Gatecast episode 106, Menace. Good afternoon, folks. Yep, this is going to be a cracking little episode. We've had the return of a, an old enemy. Although we don't actually realise it's the old enemy until a fair bit in. Oh yeah, the makers work for it. I haven't even hinted at that in my tweet. Has your Facebook post given it away? No spoilers in the Facebook post. Yeah, good. I see uh, Miles just popped up in another thread, thinking, what the hell are you up at this time for? It must be about 6am. Either he's just got up or he hasn't been to bed yet. I can't really uh, criticise anybody because I checked into Doctor Who about 3.30 this morning. And that's only because I fell asleep watching QI. <laughs> How could you fall asleep watching QI? I know. It's supposed to be quite interesting, but about 33 minutes into the extended version, I just lost all track of time. I woke up to find the DVR paused on the plasma. I went, oop. <laughs> oh, that's not very good. Uh, he's in Pennsylvania. Almost 8 a.m. Oh, that's reasonable then. Anyway... Anyway, let's get back into the episode. We could talk for miles and miles. Ouch. <laughs> I've been practicing my punning skills. Have you? Go on, say practice more. <laughs> and then I can settle back to my default fill-in program, which is Born Notice. <laughs> Born Notice is definitely no thought, no brain required TV. Some of the things he does is straight out of the 18 playbook. <laughs> I like Fee, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good cast. It's as simple as that. And they have the little captions when they have the bad guys come up. The client. Yes. The bad guy. It's like, it's, I'm thinking, they're taking the piss. They can't assume their audience <laughs> is this stupid. Although, if you're showing it to Americans, you're going to need that by the end, aren't you? Yes, I think I will. <laughs> you're right. Sorry? You seem to be coughing a bit. I sort of had my mouth open when I was spraying aftershave and I missed Cough. my face. So I kind of, you know, partially ate some. Gah. It's actually how I imagine gah would taste. Uh, probably not that bad. Well, it's the movement that'd get you. Food isn't meant to uh, wriggle on your tongue. <laughs> How can you not like Craig? Craig is an avatar for the average Doctor Who viewer. Well, the average male Doctor Who viewer. Sorry, but I don't. <laughs> like I say, I enjoyed the episode. I laughed a lot. They kind of skipped over defeating the Cybermen pretty quick, but we'll let that pass. A lot of people on Discord stamp forum really don't like Alex Kingston. There was a thread saying, thankfully, without River Song. Well, that's different from not liking the actress as opposed to the character. Well, yes, probably the character then. Perhaps I don't like the idea of even implying that the Doctor could die, given that they are going to make a new season. So you think Matt Smith's out after two years? No, he's signed up, hasn't he? I'd be intrigued how they're going to resolve this. I figured it was something to do with the Flash. Beauty of sci-fi, the beauty of time travel, you can do pretty much anything you want. It doesn't have to make sense. It helps if it does, but it doesn't have to. Something a tweet from her actually popped up last night, which I didn't realise. The girl in the Charles Dickens episode, episode three of the Eccleston run, is actually Eva Miles. Is it? She has SO1 EO3, and she says that Gwyneth... Yeah, Gwyneth, the Unquiet Dead. Yeah. Mind you, they do have a habit of casting from within, don't they? You know, when Martha was a... Somebody who was killed, like, four episodes previously. Cybermen, weren't she? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I suppose that's the best way. You know, you see, you have an actress uh, on board for a guest role or just a, just an extra. You know, either you like them or you like what they did, and you look to bring them back. I did say to her, we can watch up to the end of Blink, and then we need to have watched all of season one of Torchwood before we pick back up Doctor Who. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kevin Batchelder. I'm Wendy Hembrock. And I'm Brent Barrett. And we're the hosts of a new podcast called Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV. Where we discuss sci-fi and genre shows currently on television and some from the past. We're fans just like you. So join us in our water cooler and back porch discussions of your favorite shows. And strangely enough, you can find us online at tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. Be seeing you. Wait a minute. Isn't that what Bester says on Babylon 5? Maybe. I never watched Babylon 5. What? So you're a sci-fi geek who missed one of the best shows ever? Hey, hey, no details, no spoilers. I'm still catching up on DVD myself. Besides, we're not really experts or critics. We kind of think of ourselves more like guides or sci-fi Sherpas. I don't carry anyone's luggage, though. And me either. We're what we like to call the viewer's digest for genre TV. Yes, we're interested in the conversation shows generate. And speaking of sci-fi Sherpas, where would you find one of those? Mm, Craigslist? Oh, see what I have to deal with? So I've read the uh, teaser, and it looked like the teaser for this one's incredibly short. But script-wise, there's almost nothing. You'll see. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something I should have been doing for the past three years, but I haven't been. What's that? I'm going to check in. I never check in. She apparently checks in if she rewatches something. I feel that's cheating. What are your thoughts on that? If you watch an episode, check in. The thing which disappointed me was I managed to stay up late enough to hit 750 check-ins, and there's no sticker. <laughs> I've never checked into Stargate. For sure. Definitely leave that in. I've recorded 106 now episodes of <laughs> counting this one, and I've never actually checked in. There's people there, you know, super fans, uber fans, like, and here we are doing a podcast, and I'm only on about, what, 50 or 60 or something. I'm on one. <laughs> one. <laughs> it's a shame. I should have checked in an episode 101, so I could count up from there. All right, that's there. That's there. Okay, then. Oh, I got me Smallville Blu-ray. I didn't, but I'm further away. Well, yeah, and I ordered it a day or so before you as well. Yeah, I don't think the Harry Potter is out yet, but I tacked on an Ian Banks book, which I haven't actually read. Yeah. I didn't realise he brought one out. It was actually sitting in my shopping basket. Uh, what, it put it there itself, did it? No, I'd put it there, but I hadn't actually clicked order. Oh, right. <laughs> well, that's next, you know. Instead of just suggesting things, it puts it automatically into your basket. <laughs> Braze you don't notice. Would you like me automatically check out for you? <laughs> yes, I'll save a bit of time. Thank you. You bought 200 books, four CDs, and a lawnmower. <laughs> he said fiddling with envelopes. Sorry, I'm Jack. I'd like something to fidget with. No, this is the episode for that. Right, line ready. Yep, I'm all set to go. Three, two, one. Clank. <laughs> Fading on... Looks like it was once an advanced civilization, sir. No survivors. No bodies either. Based on the overgrowth, I'm guessing this place was destroyed a long time ago. Combination of matte painting and model? Mostly matte painting. The vegetation from Costa Rica. One of the guys actually got a trip to that country to take some plates to create that look. Faint energy readings definitely coming from here. Nothing dangerous as far as I can tell. Mm. Not a bad job to have, is it? The Teok crowbar. Yes. <laughs> The theme is continued inside, and I actually build that. That's very carefully painted polystyrene, Jack. Don't bang off it. Nice shot, though. They've got the lighting lovely there. Oh, they're just silhouettes. Ooh. Hmm. Like some sort of fairy tale. Yeah. Is Jack going to kiss her and wake her up? 
Now this, we referred to 9-11 last week. Mm. This shot was actually filmed on that day, literally hours after the first tower was hit. Mm. It's one of the reasons why you don't get a clear view of Chris Judge. The commentary actually said he was fairly broken up because he had family in New York at the time. Oh. I can't imagine actually working on this when you really don't know what the hell's happening in New York. No, I can imagine not. But the show must go on. Jack's like, hmm. Guess these energy readings I'm getting seem to be coming from her. There was some question about keeping a, a veil on her or having a layer of dust. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, again, 9-11 seems to affect a lot of decisions made in the show and probably yeah. other shows around the same time. Leaving the veil on would yes, as... be a good thing. Yeah. Anyway, do your thing. You were right. It was a rather short teaser. <laughs> it was a short, yeah. I mean, we've had teasers which have gone on for seven minutes. Yes, we have. <laughs> okay, Menace. First aired, 26th of April, 2002. Directed by Martin Wood. And written by Peter DeLuise and James. Again, my mind's gone blank. Titchener? James Titchener, the visual effects supervisor of uh, Stargate SG1. Also did some work on Stargate Atlantis, Smallville, Chaos, Kingdom Hospital as well. Ended up writing two episodes for SG1 and appears quite extensively on the commentary tracks. Actually, a very entertaining bloke to listen to. It was his story idea about a robot on an alien world which was then tweaked into what we see today. And fitted nicely into the arc. It did, yeah. And they're just going to let them bring it back? Why not? They do live dangerously. Walter! It's Colonel O'Neill, sir. General? Colonel, what do you have to report? Yeah, confirming initial mount recon place is pretty much toast. However, Carter did find something. Care to expand on that? He thinks it's a robot, sir. Sir? I'm positive this is some sort of artificial life form, but I can't be sure of anything more than that under these conditions. And that is Jack doing his I shoot myself. <laughs> oh, Jack in the self shot. He's not even naked. It's uncanny how many photos are taken that way these days. Yes, usually with unclothed people. And I definitely think this is worth examining. It also may be the last remnants of the civilization and the key to finding out exactly what happened here, sir. Very well. Bring it through. Thank you. Thank you. Out, sir. That seems to want you to focus on a chest. Yeah, Jack's a robot. Sam's artificial life form. Daniel having a good butchers. Yes. Tell me that top isn't designed to show off her breasts. It does seem to emphasise uh, bits. I'd say a C-cup. Real close look. <laughs> and shining the torch across. I mean, come on. <laughs> this isn't just me. It's not perverted me. But this is more advanced than any android we've encountered before. And that, I assume, is Daniel Nicolette. It is indeed. May or may not look familiar, but uh, she was a guest star on Third Rock from the Sun. So your comments said when you checked into it. Yes, and who did she guest star with? But Michael DeLuise. I like that little shot. Janet had to go up to the microscope and actually stand on a box so she could look through it. <laughs> I was thinking, why does she look taller than Carter? She's not taller than Carter. According to the ultrasonic scan, the power system is centred here. There seems to be some sort of mechanism to access it from the outside. I was asked, by the way, are we ever resuming the Indeed count? If you want to. Ooh, Ooh dear. Nice. She got a hard drive. Wow. 
Janet's impressed. <laughs> well, the it's things a... you've seen, that. Jan oh, wow. Janet's like, oh, good, I can rest my coffee cup there. The Greeks, Romans, Babylonians, Chinese, they all envisioned synthetic beings that took on human shape and behavior long before the words robot or android were ever uttered. Yeah, so? So even in Earth's earlier civilizations, it's been our nature to seek immortality through the creation of vessels for our consciousness. Vessels? Jim Menard, he's one of the, actually wondered why a robot would have a device there so close to the artery of a human being. If you're going to make something that looks human, why have something so strangely placed? Of course, he was complaining because he actually had to do all the CGI effects for it. <laughs> I wonder, is there a colour coding here? Because I haven't commented on this before, but Daniel is in blue and Jack is in green. Is that a civilian military thing? I have absolutely no idea. Given enough time, I might eventually be able to figure out how some of its functions work. The neurological system seems to be as complex as a human brain. So? So, Jack not impressed. So, I'm hoping that the robot will be able to help me understand itself, sir. Oh, by the way, the transcript back there said, Carter touches the robot neck, a CD tray slides out. CD tray? <laughs> Okay, I'll, well, yeah, fair enough, it's a small CD. I mean, Jack's being the voice of reason here. Why would we want to reactivate this robot? Oh, yes, obviously. From a scientific point of view, obviously, yeah. And it melds in. Beautifully done, I'll give them that. They were very happy with the way it finally looked. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not turning on. Is there an on button somewhere? Give her a poke. I can suggest a few places to poke her. <laughs> now what? I don't know. I mean, the power cell should be fully charged. As far as I can tell, there isn't an on switch. It's a robot, there must be an on switch. It's possible the power was depleted for too long. Data had one. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you kiss her? <laughs> yeah, that'll work. <gasps> it's alive. <laughs> yes, thank you, Kenneth. <laughs> There's a pulse. It has a heartbeat. It has a heart. Whatever happened to Kenneth Banner? Didn't he direct Thor? Did he? Yeah. That would explain why the guy he picked to play Thor resembled the way he used to look about 15 years ago. Where am I? Uh, you're a special facility on the planet Earth. My name is, is Daniel Jackson. This is Major Smith Carter. This is Jack O'Neill. <laughs> hmm. My name is Reese. Reese. Reese, and I, I'm surprised you didn't reel off a list of science fiction shows that have used the name Reese. <laughs> uh, please just let me explain. Don't hurt me. No one wants to hurt you. Acting very, very childlike. And at this stage, we're not sure if it's a, some sort of defence mechanism or actually uh, kind of an immature AI. Hmm. What is that? Well, there was one on your planet. It's a device that can be used to travel great distances through space. We can tell you more about it later. Although, either way, designed to evoke compassion in whoever's got a... He sees Daniel's falling for it straight away. Well, Daniel's a soft touch. He is a bit into, yeah. And I don't blame him. She's rather pretty. Mm -hmm. We don't know. We were sort of hoping you could tell us. Uh, yeah. Jack, a bit more realistic, like, you know. I was asleep. Yes, we, we found you that way. What about my father? Well, as far as we could tell, you were the only survivor. I wonder, is this, like, version 10.0 of the uh, sex bot that Sean mentioned a couple of episodes ago? <laughs> you don't know anything about what happened? $2,500 isn't actually that one. My father knew there was danger. 
They told me to go to sleep. He said he would wake me when the danger went away. <laughs> That's not good. She's gonna cry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Daniel, you're making her cry. Mm. Uh -huh. Now you see. What do you want? Well, we want to understand. What? Your planet and its history and... You. What about me? Well, I'd really like to know more about how you work. She's perfectly safe. A childlike voice like that, a demure image. Perfectly safe. It's not demure, not with that top on. Well, it's not much. Yeah, it, the crossbars uh, across the breasts kind of emphasise them a bit, but mm -hmm. not revealing anything compared to some of the costumes we've seen recently, mm -hmm. such as uh, Morrigan. Aeneas? We're just going to step outside for a minute. Will you be okay? We'll be right back. Systems. When someone says Contraya, we're all good. Excuse me. I'm going to say, don't worry about a robot having super hearing. <laughs> Yeah, Jack's not comfy being alone with <laughs> no. him. A little glimpse there. <laughs> I don't think she knows she's a robot. Okay, how is that possible? Well, the last time your consciousness was copied into a robot, you didn't figure it out right away. <laughs> yes. Damn. I'm just saying that maybe we should avoid slapping her in the face with the reality of her existence just moments after telling her her planet was destroyed. It's still a machine. Why? Jack, ever... <laughs> It's a machine. Ah, compassionate Jack. Jack, you used to have a son. It's a machine. He's right. It's not like it ever had a real father. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's her creator. Or maybe we're talking to the stored consciousness of a real human being who once did have a real father. I think our past experience should be telling us to be careful about deciding what is and what isn't a life form. Okay, I agree. Yes, past experience should tell you to be careful, Daniel. You're right. Okay. Maybe we should wait a while. I mean, she did seem pretty upset. For a machine, we don't know what kind of psychological effect it will have. You've really got to say that it probably would have been better for the scientists to go to her planet and do all this. I think the best way to find out about her and what she knows is by dealing with her on her own terms, at least for now. Hmm. Couldn't hurt. How many times did they have to film this dialogue sequence, considering it's basically three-way? doesn't make any sense. Which part? Why would somebody attack and destroy an entire civilization but leave one piece of incredibly advanced technology intact? That's a good question, Sam. I'm pretty sure we'll find out sooner rather than later. What I'm saying is maybe there's something on the planet that we missed. Uh, so Daniel's arguing for she's alive regardless of how she's made or who made her. Uh, life is life. I was waiting for Kara to say, damn it, Daniel, a soldier, not a doctor. <laughs> yes, I want to be as far away from here as possible. Well, there's lots of varying climates, different kinds of landscapes, big oceans, a uh, wide range of civilizations, and each is home to a lot of different kinds of people. It sounds beautiful. Much of it is. Hmm. You see, this raises alarm bells with me. In what way? She's asking about the planet. Oh, right. And then her first question is, can I see it? Well, because we still have more to talk about, Reese. I know, but, you know, we've been talking for so long now. I know, but uh, you must know a lot more than what we've already talked about. Yeah, because we've had such good experiences with any <laughs> of the things that want to get out onto the earth before. Like I say, she's going around looking at everything, touching everything. Uh -huh. Obviously, yes, childlike way, but she doesn't seem curious about him. 
which makes you think she knows exactly what everything is because hey, she's a sodding robot. She doesn't rely on her eyes alone to mm-hmm. you know decode what's happening around her. And seriously, leaving the hypodermic serene. Well, a blood test up, would you? <laughs> yeah, she's a robot. She can probably throw that a couple of hundred mile an hour. And of course, they did some work on the makeup and the lighting to give her a kind of a plasticky sheen as well. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if, you know, the Photoshop photograph for a glossy magazine. Her faces will have to blemish. A laptop character, you'll cause the hair dry to crash. Let's reuse the shot and just CGI out the other two people. <laughs> Tell me that wasn't a reused shot. I'm pretty sure it was. Sam's laptop screen was reused. That was actually a letter to Jacob from an earlier episode. <laughs> for anything uncharacteristic of the indigenous technology, right? I would never say anything like that, Major. Right. Well, Major Carter said not to ignore anything, however insignificant it may seem. Here's Major Warren, played by Colin Lawrence, a British actor. Is SG3? Yep. Been in Endgame, The Killing, Battlestar, Smallville. On the bright side, Major, you're in a single-digit low-number SG team. Means you probably live. At least at the end of the season. Mm. Ooh, what's in there? Uh, you know what they are. Now, does Jack recognise that? Oh, yeah. I think Jack recognises that. Yeah, based on Jack's expression. Deal certainly does. Question is, why didn't Warren? All SG personnel should know what replicated blocks look like, just on the off chance that they meet him again. No energy readings. I'd say these blocks are dead. My, what big eyes you have. Well, the better is to see replicator blocks with. <laughs> the destruction? The first evidence of the replicators in this galaxy... It must have been a long time ago. Something still doesn't fit. I mean, the replicators we know go after advanced technology. Why would they eat everything on the planet and leave Reese alone? And then we get a little bit of exposition. Perhaps she has some means of defending herself against the replicators. She was asleep. It's possible that she's giving off some kind of signal or, or frequency that repels them. I, maybe not even by design, but by coincidence. Yes, that's true. Bug spray? Jack just comes in and <laughs> simplifies Carter's whole technological argument in two yes. words. I spent five minutes explaining this, and you come up with two-word answer. But we're still a long way from determining that. Dr. Jackson, what have you learned? Well, actually, not much, sir. She's kind of hard to pin down in a conversation. Her attention wanders. It's like she has the mind of a child. Here we go, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. The mind of a child, Jack. What? Martin actually gave Jack that and, and told him to go nuts with it. <laughs> They've actually sure accepted the fact that anything lying about Jack will pick up and toy with. Jack or RDA? Well, RDA has Jack. My guess is RDA does that in real life as well. <laughs> That's sort of incorporated into the character. You play a character for five years, a lot of yourself is going to come into it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or it could be that the creator intended for her to be emotionally mature but just couldn't get the programming right. If Dr. Jackson's right, she is hiding something, we should proceed very carefully with any further interactions. Sir, I think it's time that we told Reese the truth. Daniel, maybe if she's forced to confront the fact that she's an artificial life form, it could change any pre-programmed priorities that she's adhering to. You'll find out in about ten minutes. Did that look like he was reading that off her autocue or something? Possibly. The R-line looked a bit wrong. Hmm. I thought you weren't supposed to look at the camera. Well, you're supposed to look at the person you're talking to. Mm. Well, as the prison cells go, that's reasonable, isn't it? Uh, it's very nice. How did you make this? I'm so tired of this room, Daniel. Can I please go outside? She's quite short, isn't she? She's very short, yes. <laughs> she looks about four foot something. 
She's a head shorter than Daniel, and Daniel's not exactly tall. Perhaps no. it's normal for her race. It's just going to take a minute, so just please sit down. No, I don't want to talk anymore, Daniel. I want to have fun. Don't you ever have fun? Not as much as I'd like to. Would you please sit down? This is very important. Sit. Thank you. We have some fun. Yes. Promise? Yes. Yes. Feel free to insert any sort of suggestive remark you see fit there, folks. Reese, you know that there are different kinds of people, right? Of course. In fact, there are many different kinds of life forms. This is boring. I'm starting to identify with this girl. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> Jack. Yes. My father always said I was special. You are. You are very special. <laughs> You better satisfy her now, Daniel, because she looks very expectant. And while these guys were filming this scene, RDA and Amanda actually were sent off the set because they couldn't stop giggling. What, this pair? Or Daniel? Sam and RDA. Well, <clears throat> I am flesh and blood. You are a machine. Oh, dear. She's not taking this well. A very, very sophisticated machine. A, a more of a computer really i'd stop talking daniel (laughs) i'm alive yes you are just not like me even though you were created to be very human-like you are not human yes i am yeah she isn't gonna cry this time no you're not reese now i know you feel very don't touch her Oh dear. And that actually was Daniel doing that little stunt. Hey, that went well. I know comes around the corner. Jenna is tending to Daniel's head injury. She could have done that in the infirmary, not in the hallway. Robot denial? <laughs> yes, Jack. Has it occurred to anyone? Jack's doing everything, but I told you so. Oh, yeah. Oh, quite some time, and that maybe it's broken, or perhaps it never worked right in the first place. So you think we should just shut her down? Oh, I don't know. Let's ask the man who just had his head cracked open. <laughs> I don't think she meant to hurt me. I just don't think she liked what well, Because I was you saying. can't, Jack. I don't like most of what you say. I try to resist the urge to shove you through a wall. Somehow, Reese managed to survive a massive attack from replicators. There has to be more that we can learn from her, sir. There is. They still haven't put two and two together, though. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Finally! Boots! <laughs> oh, oh uh, friends again. Yes. Do you forget? A couple of ribs cracked. You know there. I didn't mean to hurt <laughs> yeah. you, right? I know. Good. I forgive you, too. Wait, wait, what? What? For attacking me. I didn't attack you, Reese. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a, huh? Are we, we're not on the same page. We're not even on the same book. No, please, Daniel. I'm so bored. I just want to get out of here. This oh, is one of them so conversations. Cool. Two people in a relationship. Why are you all so afraid of me? No one's afraid of you. I won't do anything bad, I promise. I know. <laughs> I made you something. Oh. Yeah? Remember when you said you wished that you could have more fun? Yeah. Like I say, Daniel's pushing it. He can't really let this preconception go. James Carsway? Yes, I know. We trust you, but we're not going to... This is where things start to get a bit creepy. You know, fluffy toys, bits of plastic, and... Zoom in. Another zoom. 
Holy crap! <laughs> this is a nice shot, though. The yeah. blending of live and CGI. Is there any model work it's there, do you think? No, that's all CGI. They could have something little arms just to make impressions in her non-flesh. Now again, they actually put shadows and texture on. Hmm. <laughs> wake up, wake up. <laughs> so that glass is supposed to be acid-resistant, but it hasn't been tested against replicator spray. Okay, see the point of keeping her alive? Too risky, isn't it? Why are we keeping this thing anyway? We know what they can do. She made it. She can control it. Yes, but how did she make it? Well, I think I have a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. And what's with the small monitors? Mm-hmm. They actually tried that using rubber scissors mm-hmm. so she could fold it into a palm. Yeah. They ultimately went with a little bit more CGI to get a more kind of a... Expensive CG episode. Quite, yeah. But one thing they did say in the commentary, they're getting very good at shooting replicators now. They're very efficient and Nanobots. probably not as expensive as the first time. The nanobots that she uses for self-repair are apparently able to reorder matter on a microscopic level. She understands their construction completely. She should know how to defeat them. Will she tell us? Well, that's the problem. What? She's not talking. We make her talk. I think she was offended because I didn't appreciate her present very much. But this is so far beyond my understanding. Everything is in this episode. Yes. Maybe they can help. Agreed. I'll send SG-2 to try and make contact. In the meantime, see what else you can learn. Yes, sir. And Tyrk's standing there with the glasses on and the shotgun ready. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to be taken by surprise. He was lying on a slab. Why is he giving her a soft, comfy bed? In fact, why is that on the floor? And not the... I see they've removed practically everything from the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything metal she can use to create replicators, can't she? So. Tell us what you know about the replicators. And this is one thing Martin Wood said. He's actually changed the way he shoots mm. Reese now. Before, he'd always been shooting uh, from an upward view to make her look even smaller than she is. Now he's shooting her on the level, which gives her more power. There are millions of those things floating around in space, destroying everything they touch. I don't know what you mean. They destroyed your planet, and please don't tell me you don't remember, because I think you do. No, you want to destroy me! Oh, dear. Easy. No one wants to hurt you. Just tell us what happened. You know, right now, she's their equal. She's not as scared of them as, you know, but they are scared of her. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my fault. Oh, relax. Breathe. The people on my planet were afraid. They wanted to destroy my toys. They wanted to destroy me. They said that my father made me wrong. They, they thought that I was bad. What did you do? Now, are we going to get bought in by the uh, softly, softly emotional approach again? I, I, I taught them to defend themselves and me in case anyone ever tried to destroy us. Oh, you taught them well. When your toys started to attack your world, why didn't you stop them? I tried, but I couldn't. I doubt it. <laughs> they wouldn't listen to me anymore. Yeah, she may not have meant to be bad. Why did you go to sleep? But what she did turned out very badly indeed. The effect was the same. Yeah. They killed everyone. They killed my father. And then they went away. I was alone. I was sad. And that sentence is probably all the justification Jack will ever need. 
if she's admitting she cannot control what she creates, then they can't risk her creating anything else. You think I'm bad? Actually, we want you to help us. Reese, the replicators have become a problem for a lot of different worlds, and we need to know how to stop them. (laughs) Yes. You want to destroy them? Yes. They're bad, and they have to be stopped. You want to destroy me? No. Yes, you do! You think that my father made me wrong? You hate me! They looked to the stars and said, more worlds, let's go lads. (laughs) Chuck's not watching now, is he? Oh, she felt that. Yes, she did. You will not break my toys. Give me my toys back. And they actually brought a shotgun onto the set and shot the aquarium. Mm. They very rarely do that for obvious health and safety reasons. <laughs> but it was the simplest way to actually get that shot. SG-2 has been unable to contact the Asgard from the Catal Hall of Wisdom. Other shows probably would have spent 200 grand on CGI effects. It would be unfortunate if the Asgard lost their battle with the replicators at a time when we may have the key to stopping them in our midst. Oh, I wouldn't count the little fellers out just yet, sir. Sir, this robot is far beyond our understanding. Well, that's unusual, isn't it? Why aren't the Asgard answering? Because that would give them an out. Yes, it would. Although we don't know it at the moment, there are major things going on in their galaxy. The robot's unwilling to cooperate? Completely clammed up, sir. She thinks we don't like her. Apparently her impression is that the people of her world thought that she was poorly constructed and wanted her and her toys eliminated. Which would make them far smarter than we are. Mm. (laughs) Good point, Jack. You're right there. He made her smart enough to build the replicators, and yet emotionally immature. She's just trying to defend herself. She really is just a kid who unwittingly taught her toys to become a weapon of destruction. Oh, dear. Yeah, we need help from the super-intelligent aliens. We're no good on our own. Yes, we've wandered out and we've found nasty things, and we don't know what to do with them. Until we successfully contact the Asgard, I'm ordering you to shut the robot down. Well, that's not going to be pretty. Do whatever's necessary. That's pretty much what we'd exactly do. We'd give an artificial intelligence enough intelligence and self-awareness to do certain things, but not the actual background required to know how or when to use those talents. Surely that's more dangerous. Pardon? Surely that's more dangerous. That's what that's what I meant, yeah. Oh, Duplo. She can't make blocks out of those, can she? And they just call it plain old big Lego blocks. Of course she would. <laughs> Is that our favourite SF? Yeah, Tracy Westerholm's back. Amanda Tapping standing. Does the odd extras roll. The cameras in isolation room one are offline, and I can't seem to get them back. We got it. Cameras are down. Now, surely your IT department should be going in there, not yeah. the soldiers. Well, give them the threat. Definitely send the IT guys in first. They're expendable. Excuse me? <laughs> There's always more IT guys. They're in here. Don't go in there, guys. Oh, dear. Oh, man. Oh, this is nicely done. What, just the sounds? Just the sounds, yeah. No! Hurry, no! No! I suppose it'd been cheesy if she smiled. Mm-hmm. Beep, beep, beep. Run down this corridor. Then run down this corridor in the other direction. <laughs> 
It looks like acid burns. Nice shell casings all over the floor, by the way. You're still alive. Medical team's on the way. Where is she? The door was open and the prisoner was gone when I arrived, sir. So that was Kyle Riffsnyder. That's Daniel's body double. So they're actually using a lot of in-house cast and crew. Well, they are in-house. Yes, sir. We may have a replicator situation down here. I suggest sealing the base and doing a clean sweep. Yes, sir. And we also have a robot on the loose. Sir, we have to preserve her in one piece. And we'd like it in one piece, if possible. <laughs> you don't get to see that too often, do you, Jack? Mm. All right, how'd this happen? The things he does for Sam. I'm sure he doesn't really want it in one piece. She must have made enough blocks for two of them the first time. That one could have made more. It could be hundreds by now. I say Jack was right. One replicator gets loose and we're kind of screwed. And we find out Reese actually made two and one of them did get away. Yes. Ooh, I like it. Look there. That's a big door. That is the 20-ton door from Cheyenne Mountain, which they filmed many years ago. Mm-hmm. That looked about four foot thick and probably solid. It is supposed to withstand a nuclear blast. So, yes, definitely solid. <laughs> a little bit dark. hate it when all the power goes. All the power's not gone. Well, obviously, the, uh, some computers and lighting are on different systems, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They've already breached the power system, sir. Initiating computer lockdown. Is this really going to stop any replicators from accessing the dialing computer? I doubt it, sir, but it might buy us a little time. Look at the general. He's in a black tea. Yeah. Where are you? He's in a black tea with the shield glasses. Replicators have been spotted heading towards the control room. Roger that. Suggest retreating until backup arrives, sir. He's in a light mood. He's from Texas. Give him a big gun and a t-shirt, he's happy. Kind of resembles a slightly older version of the guy from Modern Family and a few other things. Damn good suggestion, Sam. Yes. Although, in the commentary track, actually saying how silly it looked because those replicators had kind of little short stubby legs as opposed mm-hmm. to the big replicators. It made them look a bit too childish, almost toy-like. Isn't that the idea? As far as she's concerned... Yeah, this kind of definitely got heart of hand. Slightly got out of hand. <laughs> yep, you're not replicators, I don't have to shoot you. She sealed herself in the gate room. She's got a lot of replicators with her. She's probably trying to go home. Let's let her. Sir, we can't just let her leave. Tell the Asgard where she is. Well, I'm only guessing she's trying to go home. I mean, if she thinks we're trying to destroy her, she could be going anywhere. We can't just let her leave with the replicators. She lost control of them once, it could happen again. So we'll toss a nuke in behind her. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just toss a nuke in. (laughs) Ah, the military. This is saying Jack who argued in episode one against tossing nukes in. Yes. It's one of them scenes where they have Tilk or another character in just to show that they are still there. ...be able to remove her power chip. What of the replicators? These aren't the same replicators that we're used to dealing with. Right now, she's controlling them. If Daniel can shut her down, the replicators might just cease to operate. Martin was a bit disappointed with this scene because I pointed out after the fact that if they're standing there and some people creep up behind them like Tilt did, they should react. At the very least, turn around and point the guns at them. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to give you a chance, Dr. Jackson. General, with all due respect, I think it's a bad idea. Hope not, Colonel. 
<laughs> Jack's not used to being in the field with somebody who's higher rank than him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Little flapping of the wings and all the power comes on. Yes. Now that really does make her look petite. Yeah. Well, she is. I'm not quite sure if having the lights on is good or bad. It looks like a fruit machine. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> when you're off duty and you've got a few minutes to kill, right next to the gate room. Reese, please let me in. I just want to talk to you. <laughs> now, this is where the uh, empathy Daniel showed right at the beginning is going to pay off a little. Mm-hmm. Activate the Stargate. No. No, I don't want you to go. You hate me. No, I don't. No one does. They're afraid of me. Yeah, that's true. Because she likes Daniel a bit. Just a bit. They don't understand you, Reese. I never meant to hurt anyone. I know. Please stay. It's too late now. I've accessed your computer system. I'll figure it out for myself. No. Oh, dear. Reese. I don't want you to go. At this point, she is probably the most powerful computer on the planet. Why not? Deep blue at the chest. Probably, yeah. I want to be your friend. I never had a friend. I'll be your friend. Your toys may be a lot of fun, but they're not human like us. That's it. The question is, why is it taking her this long? Emotionally immature? No, you aren't. <laughs> now, Daniel, women don't take kindly to betrayal. Mm-hmm. And this one... Especially psychotic women which control, <laughs> you know, like super destructive little mini robot you think. Show you my world. Oh, look, she's all dewy-eyed. The immaturity she first showed obviously was an aspect of her programming. Because mm-hmm. at this point, she is falling for this hook, line and sinker. Then why doesn't he hug her? You're trying to disable me. No. Yes, you're lying. Lying is bad. None of you will ever hurt me. No, the soft caress of the neck doesn't work on her, Daniel. <laughs> and that, unfortunately, is why her world destroyed. She kind of overreacts a little. Mm-hmm. Sir, Daniel's in trouble. Replicators have evacuated the gate room. We're not sure where they went. All the cameras are down. Yeah, Roger that. We're going in. Uh, there go security cameras. Yes, why not? <laughs> now, watch this. There's Siler bringing the oxygen acetylene tanks. And there's special effects guys who is about a foot shorter than Siler. <laughs> Major, I won't let the replicators escape this base. We have to set the self-destruct. Replicators have taken over the main computer, sir. We'll have to cut the system access and set the device locally. Woohoo! The general gets to blow something up. Yeah. Happy general. Are you ahead of me? Well, no, he just says he's going to have to set the self-destruct. Actually, it's settling. They actually wanted to use an oxygen lance, but one of the stunt guys who actually loves blowing things up refused, claiming that it was way too dangerous on a closed set. <laughs> it would burn the building down. Hmm. Reese, please listen to me. Here we go. Firefight time. He's got a drum magazine. Well, yeah, these are the weapons they only use against replicators for the rapid-fire shotgun blast. The USAS shotgun. 
You see, there's a general, he's got a standard assault shotgun, you know, probably only got about 12 rounds in it. Sam's only carrying the peat. Usually enough, in fairness, if you're against people and you've had to fire off 12 rounds. They're not shooting people, are they? Yeah. I mean, Sam's only got a P90, which is pretty useless against replicators unless they're all in a bunch. Self destruct. <laughs> Speak up, Sam. I'm a bit busy at the moment. There you go. I can't hear you! On my mark. Three, two, one, turn. Five minutes? That doesn't give the time enough to get out. I don't think they're getting out. The replicators probably shut down a lot of the. unless they want to climb up the ladder. But I think this is pretty much a, a suicide mission. <laughs> nice general, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, your general gets to shoot something. Sir! Now I'm going to say, it's a nice effect. They actually put in a steel door so they could cut through it. <laughs> I imagine once the door was in, there was no way they're going to be able to lift it. <laughs> I did! Yes, you did. You created the replicators. You told them to replicate at all costs. They destroyed your world, and you let them. It wasn't my fault. You could have stopped them before there were too many. You could stop them now before you lose control. No! Cease fire! What's it doing? I'm not sure. It's like it doesn't know what to do. is Daniel mm. pleading as a gun he does do pleading well mm. this is a pretty meaty role for Daniel mm -hmm. you wonder if he had more episodes like this his fondness for the series may have not abated mm -hmm. <laughs> like it. is that where you left what do you say I couldn't see you feel the gunfire good <laughs> no yes you destroyed your wall <laughs> I didn't mean to I know now you're going to destroy mine, too. I don't want to. I know. That's why you have to stop now. He got the outsides right, just the inside programming was a bit iffy. No one will hurt you. We may be able to fix you. How? Just shut up your toys, go to sleep. We'll find a way. You're still a psychotic little bitch. Yeah, good job those bullets don't ricochet off the steel doors. Yeah. And by the way, you're standing next to a nuclear weapon. Mm -hmm. Give up any plans you had for kids, Sam. <laughs> Colonel, I think Reese is losing control. At least one of the replicators down here started to act on its own. And one of those soldiers is actually Martin Wood, the director. Of course. Yes, we'll give you to these little silver aliens. It'll take you to bits. I will wake you up myself. I promise. I'm your friend. I don't want you to die. I don't want you to die either. But she's got opportunity to shut down the replicators and shut down herself. Is she willing to take that step, even though she acknowledges that she's got problems? Mm. Are we through yet? Come on. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> He's getting there. Oh, 
Yeah, that came keen. I like that, the hands folding like they're fine in like a, you know, the mm -hmm. stand down position. Surprisingly, a chest wound actually took her out. Mm. Oh, that's nice as well. Yeah, the replicator's falling into bits. What's happening in there? The replicators appear to have been disabled. Yeah, probably she does make up. She'll see silver blood or something, you know? You would assume there's some sort of fluid inside. Yes. She did die rather easily, I've got to admit that. Yes, the ran jack pumped into her had some power behind it, took her off her feet for a start. But you assume the central core is actually in her head, although there's no reason for it to be. Robot has been neutralized. Abort the self-destruct. Do you remember of one key would abort it? Obviously, that's a safety measure, isn't it? Just as easy to abort it as one, then bad guys could get in. And mm -hmm. You should put a code in to abort it. You stupid son of a bitch. Hey, you're welcome. You didn't have to shoot her. Yes, I did. She was shutting them down. Was she? I had no way of knowing that. Neither did you. They didn't stop because you shot her. They stopped because she told them to. Until she actually shut him down, it was still 50-50 best. Now, if just one of those damn things got out of this base, developed its own personality, we would be royally screwed. You just killed the only chance we'll ever have of stopping them. Say, Daniel got invested very heavily with her. Daniel always gets invested. <laughs> I'm sorry. But this is the way it had to go down. And you know it. I'm sure they can learn a lot from the technology, or the Asgard can. Like the Asgard have anything to learn? I imagine they do. They don't know everything yet. Yes. Give them another couple of seasons. They actually uh, resisted the impulse to have the, the sign in the background or a little replicator shadow in. Mm-hmm. All units, this is SG-19er. Commence sweep. I want every one of those damn things out of here. Poor Daniel. Yes, very Daniel-y episode. good episode though as a standalone within a bigger arc that was an enjoyable episode well that was both standalone and arc as it were so that was menace next week we have the sentinel o'neill must enlist the aid of a couple of convicted felons in a bid to save a planet from the ghoul and attack louis and the planet's automated defense system seemingly offline an entire world salvation rests in the hands of sg1 and two former nid operatives that is word for word with the r2 blurb i see Yep, they didn't even change one word this time. Getting really lazy. And I do not remember this episode. No, nor do I. Which is, which is disturbing, because Christina Cox is in it. Hmm, interesting. But that's a good thing. I'm no doubt it'll all come back to me as soon as I start watching it, but isn't it nice to have Stargate episodes you can't remember what happened? <laughs> it's going to be a long time before we have that again. Hmm. Right, that was Menace. As Alan says, next week, the Sentinel. On the next Stargate SG-1, our mission objective is to fix whatever you screwed up. We've made it past the force field and we're starting to work on the Sentinel. I cannot allow them to succeed. People are starting to die here.
Richard Dean Anderson stars. Lower the force field or your friends will be killed. Don't do it, Kyrie. On the next Stargate SG-1. Just say the word. Open the iris. Okay, Battle of 19. Just finished downloading my podcast for today. Some other one, funny as hell, and the gay cast for walk as I drive my wagon. And again... Nice one. Regular hours. Listen to 48 hours today. I like it because introduced McKay and Lot of Science Babble. Both Bad Wolf 19 and Female Haggis give us Friday mentions. Ingain said, Damn, I'm falling behind because there's so much good rugby going on. Someone are Scotland versus Argentina. All the choices. And then I did both and went with the late night. You guys prattling. Surely not. Argon's Girl on the 3rd October says, uh, Loving the countdown in Irish on the latest Gatecast episode. Yeah, so uh, from now on, it's Irish Countdown all the time. Really? Well, if one of our listeners likes a segment, it stays. I must admit, I tend to randomly mix it up. I believe on one particular occasion, I did a countdown of Rose Tardis Doctor. (laughs) That's one of the benefits. I ain't got a clue what you're saying, so as long as it sounds right, feel free to do any word combination you want. Because it beats the Thunderbirds one that was in this week's episode. What? I put the countdown in this week. I use the Thunderbirds. Ah. Okay. You know, these two great games of quarterfinals rugby are over. I can tell you Jack's bomb disarming skills are quite unique. And says that rugby has a priority over Stargate. The minute Bronny Justin's still making time for New Sanctuary as well. Yes. Adwolf mentions us as one of four excellent podcast shows he listens to. And more save the Stargate. The only thing on Facebook was from Adriana about having finally voted. 1st of October. Adriana posted on our Facebook page. I delayed listening to 102 episode for personal reasons, and now that I am, I'm loving it. Great job, guys. Truly entertaining episode. Only as good as the episode we watch. And she replied, I disagree. I actually enjoy the gatecast more than just watching the episodes by themselves. I mean, seriously, two of you plus RDA in the gang? Total win. Uh, I'm a sucker for commentaries, so I get that. And then we have our release of episode 103, Last Stand. Daniel says, I know, I barely got out of there alive. You're allowed to do that once, young man, otherwise no season six for you. Daniel replies, I've always liked the theatre. Yeah, so that's Daniel being humorous. Yes. <laughs> Stephen Jones on the 10th of October said, Just voted in the scenes once again, I am my own on voting for my favourite. And it shows an ind- independent character. You don't have to vote for the most popular, you vote for the one you like. If nobody else likes it, well, sod them. You don't have to sort of come back onto Twitpole and vote again. <laughs> Not that I would ever do something like that, more than twice. Episode 104, Failsafe. Daniel commented. Carter, I can see my house. Lots of good Jack one-liners in that episode. And Thomas says, yes, a favourite line from that episode, you just try and walk it into the opener. And I didn't reply. (laughs) Of course, if anybody wants to do an opening theme for us. We'll shamelessly steal it. Yes. On the 7th of October, I posted that Sanctuary Season 4 kicked off its new season on sci-fi in the US. Miles says, I'm thinking of giving Sanctuary a try. I rented Disc 1 Season 1 on Netflix, which I should be getting soon. I'm also going to record tonight's episode. I guess I can't get enough of Amanda Tapping, lol. If I can say <laughs> at this point, as a European, I hate Netflix. <laughs> Americans keep banging on about it. Get this on Netflix, Netflix, Instant Watch. I don't have it, okay? I replied, the first season, part of it anyway, is a reworking of the web-based episodes and suffers a little for it. And they were still getting to grips with the extensive green screen work. It is not indicative. In, oh, big word. It is not indicative of the series as a whole. Don't type it if you can't say it. <laughs> Jennifer Maggio says, Yes, season one of Sanctuary was really good. Towards last half of the second season, I felt they were trailed off a bit. Just like last night's ep, I was like, what does this have anything to do with what's going on? It's been a leftover from the last couple of few from this past season, question mark. 
don't think I've had to tell any kind of stories about the abnormals like I think they will be doing from the preview for next week's exclamation mark, question mark. You see it a lot, even amongst procedurals. It's like the studios or writers believe they have to expand beyond what created the show in the first place. It doesn't always work. Well, says, well, I saw the season four opener and really liked it. I've always up for a good time travel story. Could be some interesting consequences in the future. Started watching season one, disc one, and like that too. Although I have to say, he says in a follow-up comment, not really impressed with Amanda Tapping's British accent. Very forced. What do you think? It's been a while since I watched the first season, webisodes, but after a decade of Sam, any accent would sound wrong. Miles boasted that this is a sad day for me. I've just finished the last episode of SG-1 a little while ago. Good ending to a great series. Now to watch the movies. And I replied, all good things... Oh, hang on, that can't be right. To which Thomas replied, lol, Mike, not TNG. And Jennifer posted... Lol, very true though. It's always hard when a good series like SG-1 ends after having it for ten years. Sigh. Miles says, watched Ark of Truth a couple of nights ago. Thought that was pretty good. Showed what the producers could do with a bigger budget. Some of the shots were fantastic as a wrap-up to the orange storyline. Pretty satisfying. Although obviously contrived. Now Continuum is a different beast altogether. And Miles said, that's what I heard. Looking forward to checking out Continuum. Jennifer posted, wow, Miles, you really finished SG-1 fast. The movies were really good too. Wish we could get one more. Oh well, hope you'll continue on with SGA. To which Miles replies, I'm into season four of SGA. And Thomas says, Ark of Truth had a movie feel to me. Continue a more long episode feel. It was the lack of a long helicopter panning shot, wasn't it? It gives the theatrical touch to any production. Adriana posted, OK, I finally voted on the poll. Almost didn't get to find the thing again. Yeah, that's us. Restrained promotion. And she goes, laughs. I knew it was a secret ploy. Thomas posted, good girl. Now sit. Stay, lol. Adrian, and trust me, I've got this. I'm not a lion. I do not sit and stay in command. You should know. Nor do I respond well to become a good girl in that tone. And I reply, trust me, Thomas, I've gotten all sorts of looks for the GG thing. I've been threatened and I'm now duly warned against it. <laughs> Come try ya! Ryan, that is the feedback. If you want to give us feedback, which are many and multitudinous... Hi folks, and thanks for listening, downloading, etc, etc, etc. If you need to email us, the email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. If you need to find the podcast, somebody gave it to you, you got it through an online subscription, we're on iTunes as Gatecast. We're also listed on Podcast Alley and Podcast Pickle. If you want to leave feedback, you can record an mp3 and email it to gatecastpodcast.gmail.com. You can also leave us feedback on the website, that's gatecast.phasecast.com. There is the Facebook group, which is The Gatecast. And finally, you can also tweet us, we're The Gatecast on Twitter as well. Hope to hear from you next week. And I think that's pretty much it, folks. Thanks for downloading, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yep, take care, folks. Tune in next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com. Gatecast.